Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is William Hung from American Idol, and you're listening to the WrestleCast Radio. And here's a special song for you. She bangs, she bangs, oh baby, but she moves, she moves. I go crazy cause she loves like a flower, but she stings like a bee. And every girl in history, you bang. Welcome to the fifth anniversary. This is Austin Theory, and you're listening to WrestleCast Radio all day. Hey, hello to all my friends of WrestleCast Radio. This is Flip Gordon, and I'm very excited to introduce you to one of my favorite wrestling radio shows. Hey, what's up, guys, from WrestleCast Radio. This is Humberto Carrillo, WWE Superstar. You are listening to WrestleCast Radio. El Latino. Está en la casa, baby. Welcome to WrestleCast Radio. Hello there. This is the aerial assassin, Will Osprey, coming from you live from the Tokyo Dome in Japan. And you are listening to WrestleCast Radio. What's going on? This is the man of the hour, Leo Rush, the 24-year-old piece of gold himself. And you are officially listening to WrestleCast Radio. Ah, shit. Time to get down, y'all. Time to get down, get funky. With your boy, Two Cold Scorpio. Get ready to open up this show live. Right here on the Cast Radio. That's right. So if y'all already don't know, now you know. This is your boy, Two Cold, and I'm ready to get funky. So everybody out there, turn it up. Let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 175. We are live here, rocking and rolling here, coming at you. Got a lot of good stuff to talk about tonight. I see Alex is calling me. He's not on the, the air with me. Um, I'm going to send him a text massage right now so he knows that uh, that's why I'm not answering his calls <laughs> on air. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, on air, LOL. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Guys, we have so much stuff that we watched in the last few days that you, you'd forget that there was a pandemic going on with wrestling because, my goodness, um, all in the last week here, I'm just looking at my cheat sheets here. We had Triple Mania, All Japan ran, ran their Prime Night final show of the year. We saw the World Tag League Best of the Super Juniors final. Pro Wrestling Noah ran the gift. Dragon Gate Final Gate, which might be the show of the year, just went down. And then there was TLC yesterday, which was, you know, that's one of the things, like, if we're going to talk about everything, that's the last on the list. Or if we run out of time, so be it. We won't talk TLC. No one's going to care. Uh, also, we, we haven't really talked about these. And partially it's because I, I know Alex is, is trying to get caught up on the stardom, but stardom Yokohama Cinderella and the stardom Sendai Cinderella so had some fantastic fantastic wrestling on it. Both of the shows are on my ballot. I don't know where they're going to finish or if they're going to make 
the the top ten for the ballot. But man, I tell you what, they continue to always have good product. Those main event matches that they do are just straight up ridiculous with with the competitive nature, you know, and they built to the, the Mayu Iwatani Takumi Aroha match back in February, which was just tremendous. So, you know, they, they built correctly to it. Um, we got to Yokohama, Mayu Iwatani and Siori, which was tremendous. And then we got to Mayu Iwatani and Utami Hayashi Shida. Hayashi Shida finally getting the strap as she deserves, I think too. Mayu had a great run, held the title all year. So, just, just top to bottom, top, top to bottom. Those, those stardom shows have been just great. But I, I think I want to wait on Dragon Gate because if we get Alex in here, I want to get his thoughts on that. Let's go first into All Japan Prime Night 2020, the final show. This was the last show that they ran. They ran it from Cork and Hall. Eight matches took place on the 13th of December, and it was fun because they brought in a lot of outside talent that you don't normally see on these shows four main ones that, that I can think of at the very end of the show, along with another one too, in uh, Kohei Sato, but we start at the top of the list. Uh, Francisco Akira defeated on a roll-up by Tajiri. I went three stars. This is the best Tajiri match I've seen probably in the last two years. Normally Tajiri's old, doesn't do a lot, doesn't try. He, he's low effort nowadays. And I don't know if he just likes Francesco Akira, if, if they just thought, you know, he thought it was time to, to maybe start getting the next wave over. But it was good. It was good. Tajiri worked in some nice spots. He wasn't afraid to bump. And he made the kid look good, which is more than you can ask for on a Tajiri match. Francisco Akira always looking tremendous. Little Italian boy there. Loving his stay in all Japan. I'm glad that they're still trying to elevate him after joining up with Kenzo Miyahara middle of last year there. But hot way to start the opening action. Coming up next, we had Purple Haze, Zeus, Izanagi, and Udamaro defeating the team of Masanobu Fuchi, Koji Iwamoto, and Ryuki Honda. Zeus makes Honda tap with that disgusting neck, neck crank that he ran through the Champions Carnival with. Zeus staying tough as always. Uzanagi, uh, Izanagi and Udamaro. They played their part. Koji Iwamoto always looks great. And, and you know there's going to be the comedy factor in it when Masanobu Fuchi's in it. It's a lot of the, you know, the punch, and then he shows the palm strike and, and the stalled body slams and things like that. I went two and a half. Perfectly acceptable match, but nothing that's really going to move the needle. They did the correct thing and put Zeus over with the victory. So that's, that's what you want to see with the company going forward, especially if Zeus, you know, loses this Suwama when he had the title shot. They're having that amazing, amazing champion carnival final with Kenzo Miyahara. That is the match that's probably going to get on the match of the year ballot. Uh, third, we had at Sushi Oyagi taking on Jake Lee. And Sushi Oyagi was great in this role. He's got gear now. And that was kind of the theme with these young boys is they have started to get gear. They have looks. They're really developing these young guys. All Japan knows they need to figure out new stars because they cannot seem to just continue to ride on what isn't working anymore. And I hate to say that because I'm a big fan of Shuji, Shikawa, and Suwama, but it's just not working. And pretty soon they're just going to have to go back to Kento Miyahara and just hope that he can sell out buildings again. 
but they have no foils for him. They have nobody for him now that Naoya Nomura still hasn't come back from that neck injury. Jake Lee has proven time and time again he can't be the guy. So we'll see where this goes. But Jake Lee does get the victory over Atsushi Aoyagi with the side suplex. Looked really good, though. Aoyagi, just kind of like Francisco Akira, looked really rejuvenated, looked really ready to go, that he was ready to make a stamp in this company. So kudos kudos to uh, Yuma's brother. Then we had my guy, the the man of the summit, the king of pro wrestling summit himself, Shatero Ashino, took on Dan Tamora. Ashino gets him with an ankle lock on three and a quarter on this one. Ashino did exactly enough to keep Dan Tamora looking a little bit fresh while uh, maintaining dominance to get that victory. Oh, man, that is one of the oddest names I have ever seen in my entire life, Alex. Whoa! Uh, welcome to WrestleCast Radio, uh, the season premiere. Ladies and germs, Mark Marquez. Uh, LeBron James hitting the first basket. Uh, that's the only spoiler I will give Ryan tonight. Uh, I don't know if you have the game on, but I was actually... On mine, they're down 2 nothing. In the middle of a uh, babysitting class, because I've never held, fed, changed a diaper, cared for a baby ever in my life. So my little one was showing me, uh, stepdaughter, of course, but awesome. But anywho, she was showing me, and I was learning that. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, I should get the TNT app because we're upstairs. And I was like, uh, let's watch the game. And so, you know, the game's blah, blah, blah. And then I was in the middle of feeding. And then all of a sudden, I see you called, and I was like, what? And I was like, oh, and welcome to episode 175. <laughs> To a purific uh, episode of WrestleCast Radio uh, a few days before, Jolly St. Nick heads down our way. I, I love how learning how to feed an infant made your uh, calling name Queef Master. <laughs> like, you know, back, back when, uh, you know, back in November 2015 when when um, a, a young Je- uh, Jennifer Pradle and, and Ryan Cook gave birth to one Sydney William Cook, I definitely thought, you know what? I'm going to change my gamer tag to Queefmaster when I fed him that very first day. <laughs> uh, which, which is probably why I I, I, on the soundboard ha- I have Sydney who says this on our board. <laughs> you know, which probably doesn't help. But, uh, In my I, ears, he says, Pack? So I just or, think of, you know, Pac and just I kicking ass. I thought you were saying Spock. You know, like. Who the hell is look, showing up Star Wars? By the way, after we put our babies to sleep, me and the uh, the little one, uh, she has, hey, it's wine night. It's mom's, you know, we chill. And I'm like, all right, let's chill. And then she brings me Coke Zero in a wine glass, like not even Ooh. plastic. It's legit. So I'm like, Cheers. And then I was like, oh, and then I get the message from you. It says on air. I was like, oh, I got to go. So it was like a really <laughs> uh, wonderful discussion for a second. I was breaking huh? down the, uh, when, when you called me back, I was breaking down the one, two, three, four, five, six, eight wrestling shows that I have opened to talk about. Wow. Um, in case of, of me just having to ramble myself and bore the hell out of the masses. Eight By the way, different companies? Yeah, so I have open on my, my cheat sheet. I have the Final Gate. I have Elite. Pro Wrestling Noah the Gift. I have Best of Super Juniors. I have the Sendai Cinderella, the Yokohama Cinderella, uh, Triple Mania. 
Uh, All Japan Prime Night 2020, which I'm going over right now, and then I had nice. DLC just because I didn't know how much time I'd have. You watched that, huh? I'm surprised. Oh, look, I watch everything, man. It's, I, it's on I, my list. I'm probably not all of it, but I got like four or five matches that, that are I, I do want to watch. So I'm I, excited I have, to hear your thoughts. I even, I even uploaded this for the sake of... <laughs> That's when he should have wore his damn gimmicks during that promo. Oh man! The By throwback, the way, uh, ladies and gentlemen, throwback. If if, if you want a spoiler from WWE TLC, uh, main event: Randy Orton versus the the Fiend. I went a quarter of a star winner. Not any of us. <laughs> that abysmal, huh? Uh, I mean, dude. At one point, the commentators are like. Oh, they're starting to tussle. Like he's like, like whispering, and then mm-hmm. like, to yeah, it's like dramatic flair of I don't know. The whisper was it Corey but, Graves? I, I don't know which show they're yeah, on. Corey Graves. I, I literally and, stopped watching. Or like, oh, Orton now sneaking up on him. I don't know what they're gonna do now. I'm like, what are you? T- can you can you talk? Like I don't know what the hell you're saying. And then like, just never mind. I'm gonna already get pissed off here. <laughs> so they lit him on fire. Well, okay, does, so it, first, does that effectively mean that they kill the fiend off one of the what high points and low points in many ways of the WWE in the what the last eighteen months? It seems like here's the problem. Here's the problem is they're like tussling back and forth with the mandible cloth. I'm like giving myself the mandible cloth sitting here because I'm getting so agitated. Wow. And, they're tussling back and forth. Well, shouldn't you be important. sounding like this if you're giving yourself a mandible claw? Because <laughs> well, he didn't get his fingers down his mouth. So I'm like, oh, I'm like shaking no. my fingers at my mouth, but I'm not putting them in there. And gotcha. um, he turns them like lights, a second date like, with you. <laughs> he lights Bray Wyatt's jacket that like looks heavier than Deontay Wilder's ring gear when he lost the theory. <laughs> I just like getting pounds. And so he starts the feed That's on fire. That's not why he lost. And the fiend stands there and he's like, ah, and then Orton goes in the ring and they're like, and the announcers are like, we lit him on fire. Like, I think he won. Like they didn't even know if he won, even though the point was to light your opponent on fire to win. So in the midst of being started on fire, the only thing Bray Wyatt could think of is to run and slide into the ring only to eat an RKO, which the man who was, you know, impervious to pain is now unconscious. So it's like, oh, apparently like, starting him on fire gets rid of his like warlockisms of being like a magician. And then Orton goes, kidding, right? the, uh, no, he's just dead from that. And then Orton goes and gets the gas can and starts pouring it out of him. And they're like, no, Randy, don't do it. Don't start him on fire. It's like, bro, the match, the point of the match is you start the guy on fire to win. You, you guys weren't mad five minutes ago when he started him on fire and he didn't know if he won the match. Now he's going to legit start his ass on fire and you're furious. Wow, that and then he doesn't sound enticing at all. Fire, and now the fiend's on fire, and it just looks like a sack. Like they didn't even like make the body look fake. Like so, why did the rest of the arena catch fire? I get it; it's an infernal match, but it it was the Undertaker there. It seemed like it was all choreographed through a gift. It was like those. They had like along the the barricade. The barricade. There was like little like fire things that came up, and then they had like sticks that were on fire. 
You know what would have been cool? Again, a, a throwback nod, if you will, to the infamous uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid uh, Randy Orton uh, meme that was going around when he uh, killed all those legends, uh, just like mm-hmm. the, uh, all the other 2020 stuff that he had. But anyways, the night vision goggles uh, uh, Orton uh, mode there. But uh, it would have been cool if they would have, like, showed him on a fire, and then they had Orton in the ring with, like, a gas mask. <laughs> well, well, then Just he keep a theme going fire. of headwear for, for Mr. Randall Keith Orton. He's coming out doing his best Sam Fisher splinter cell impersonation after time. Splinter like, cell, thank you, thank you. Uh, so, Konami, so is that a thing? Is that the same people? Uh, Dude, no, all I played was NBA Live, Madden, and NHL 94, which is on Xbox, which I just downloaded, and it's amazing. But except it's well, all current teams. Um, so after he starts on fire, he goes outside the ring and he does his pose, and then all the fire starts shooting really high, like oh. Randy Orton posing makes the fire go off farther. So I just sat there laughing, and then I just turned it off. I don't even know if anything happened after that. I was like, this is just think, though, 10 years ago, we saw him holding a championship uh, without even seeing the match, and now you see him uh, orchestrating a fire to go up all at once around the ring. Pretty cool where he's come from. Well, then, and then, and then, like, then, like, today, Bray Wyatt tweeted, and, and, like, somebody was like, I thought they burned this guy alive, and then, like, 19 fans are like, what are you talking about? Bray Wyatt isn't the fiend? I'm like, oh my god! I hate every WWE fan more than anything. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I hate all of them. Like, if you're listening and you're a WWE fan and you like are all into that, like, well, of course Bray Wyatt can tweet because that's not the theme. I I'd almost prefer you don't listen to our show because no. Just, but I to be fair, you're looking for story consistency, and in a way, it's kind of a consistency. He's an alter ego of an alter ego of an alter ego of Husky Harris when you all, when you break it down. So like in, in primal fear, when, um, when the dude killed the guy, Richard what it Gere? Was, yeah. When Richard, not Richard Gere, when Edward Norton killed the guy, Damn, but spoiler, was, I've never seen that movie. Well, too late now. It's been 30 Are you years. saying that he's the killer all along, even though he was portrayed as innocent? Yeah. Like, but if you would start the killer on fire would the innocent guy be okay. <laughs> I don't think so. Speaking of, of Randy Orton, uh, we we gotta love his uh, his viciousness inside and of course on the Twitter sphere uh, as he tweeted uh, 17 hours ago. Listen, I know it's late. I know I burned a man alive a couple days ago, and I shouldn't be trusted. But whatever you do, don't sleep on a hashtag Mandalorian. Just started season one, and I think I'm in love. Hashtag. Baby Yoda, a couple of things, of course, we're going to start with this, Ryan. Just now on The Mandalorian, one of the best shows in the last two years. I oh, haven't my seen God. it No spoilers. Oh, it's I the greatest. It. I'm going to watch it. Spectacle. Okay, so now you're saying you're Randy Orton. No, no, I just, I, I, I refuse to watch it until I can have a day to binge watch the entire season like one in like two days. Like I want to watch it all at once. That's Christmas, man. Christmas Eve and Christmas. Maybe. That's, your, that's your treat. That's, I'll see what I can pull off with that. That might happen. Um, I'll get you my uh, my Disney uh, Plus. I, oh, I, I, have it. I have it ready to go. Oh, you have it. Yeah. But, like, I still got to watch the deal. The what? The DDT deal, Grand Prix. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
But Mandalorian, it's way better. And DDT ends. You just YouTube highlight that shit. That's what I'm gonna That's do. That's true. That's true, and I already know the the I I already know who the finals is anyway, so I guess it doesn't. Oh, matter. I I honestly don't. I was gonna watch like the last two nights in, in two. Uh, I, the only reason I know is because I saw the thumbnail on their website advertising the show. And oh, I was like, oh, jerks! Thanks, DDT. Hey, <laughs> but, number two promotion oh. in my eyes. Take that, MCW, which is not even a real <laughs> thing. Who's this guy with the blonde streak? Is that Bronny Junior? Blonde Street, which oh no, that's Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, he's from Germany. Looks like LeBron's um, son. So let me let me finish wrapping through this show, and then we'll get to business where you want to go. Um, at the halfway point here, we had Takeo Mori, Black Men Thor, and Carbell Ito win the six man tag titles from So Daijamon, Ryoji Sai, and Revon with two and a half on it. Not much to talk about. We're gonna speed through this. Then uh, Hokuto Omori takes on Kohei Sato, former 0-1 champion. Uh, Sato squashes the up-and-coming Hokuto Omori, which blew my mind that the Lone Wolf was, or the North Wolf had squashed via pile driver. Huh. Um, then we had Masashi Takeda, Jun Kasai, and Kenji Fukumoto defeat Yoshitatsu, Yusuke Okada, and Chikara with three and a quarter. Kasai with the J driller on Okada. Yusuke Okada officially now a freelancer has left all Japan. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the big problem why he left is he was a big Jun Akiyama guy. Um, okay. He had some choice words about how guys like Tajiri and them don't ever put over the young guys and they need to start building the young guys. Um, I agree with that. Yama left, Suwama, Shuji, Shikawa take, took the book over, and it sounds like Tajiri is also on the booking team, which is why Okada's just been <laughs> getting squashed for the last six months, and I think he finally had enough and said, I'm just going to leave. Do you think Tajiri deserves that, though, for you know some of the shit he's endured uh, stateside for like a good 10-year stretch? I, I'd rather him do that and not be on the shows. Although him and, him and Francisco Akira, like I said, was the best match I've seen Tajiri have in a couple years. So, yeah, but really who went good. over? Uh, Tajiri. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, the best thing to do is, you know, yeah, you're you're putting Akira in that spotlight, which he's had a hell of a uh, 2020 for sure. But, you know, you, you give him that win. You know, yeah, I, you I think that, that that's the better thing to do. Um, yeah, wow. That's interesting. So, is Akiyama, do you think, going to bring uh, Okuda through um, DDT then? Is he going to challenge uh, Takashita maybe? To kind of continue that Akiyama storyline? He'd be cool, because you could bring Yusuke Okada to take on, like, Akito and stuff like that. I think that'd be really yeah. fun. Um, so we'll see where it goes. He's going freelance right now. He never said, he didn't say he's done with all Japan, but he's just going freelance. So time will tell what happens in January. But then our main event, uh, Kitsubi Ahara, Yuma Aoyagi, and Shima defeat the violent giant Suwama, Shuji Shikawa, and Hikaru Sato. I went four and a quarter. This was a lot of fun. Uh, Kensuke Ahara shut down German on Hikaru Sato to get the victory oh. for that team. Uh, good match. I would say go out of your way to check it out. About the only thing that's really worth going out of your way. Um, seeing Masashi Takeda and Jun Kasai was pretty cool in all Japan. So that could be a worth a watch for anybody, too. And uh, I thought Shotaro Shino Dan Tamura was pretty good, too. Shino, Shino getting his dominance, but still giving some shine to Dan Tamura. Plus, he is your Pro Wrestling Summit heavyweight champion of the world. Takes on Volta this Friday night at Winter Games. 10 p.m. Central Time, twitch.tv forward slash WrestleCast Radio. It is Winter Games this Friday, Christmas Day. Exciting. Winter Games, huh? Yeah, because we already had Summer Games, so we're doing Winter Games now. <laughs> but that what was... if it's like Australia and it's it's not winter? 
Well, thankfully do do? we're doing it in Minnesota, so. But there's no snow. So is it truly winter? There will be tomorrow. <laughs> you think? We're only getting like four I inches. That's I'm trying to uh, to look up because uh, I want to talk the uh, January shows, or do you think we should wait until next week to kind of talk oh. the, the two nights, the tag championship uh, matchup that we have, of course, from the uh, <clears throat> from the uh, World Tag. Well, I don't think they call it World Tag League, but the yeah, All Japan Tag. tag thank you, thank real you. I, I enjoyed that since '93. Uh, but um, you know, talk about that, or and, and of course the Suwama Suwama defending both titles. So. It's interesting because uh, I believe the tag titles are first, correct? I believe the tag titles are the first night. I'm pretty sure. So wouldn't that be telling on, on possibly uh, a spoiler on I what happens I'm, night two? Do you, like, man, I don't want to work myself into a shoot, but do you do think it. they give the rug to Aoyagi? I think so. Oh my God, that, that, I would I, I would love it. You know you know why I love I would love it, Alex, is that is the same type of a move that Dragon Gate would make. Yep. Take a shot on somebody and see what happens. When we get into Dragon Gate, we're going to talk about how Dave Meltzer might have might have given a five star match to three twenty three guys that were twenty one or younger. Um, come <laughs> that come that semi main event. Like in, in when we get the final gate, like. Remember how last, you know, two weeks ago, I worked myself into that shoot about Go Shiyazaki? Mm-hmm. Um, this, this generational war faction match is every day I, I, I put it higher on my list. It's literally, and, and kind of looking a little more into it, um, and kind of knowing a little of the history, you know, of course, through you and through other, uh, you know, sources, you know, kind of since digging back into Dragon Gate recently, is how eerily a bookend it is for oh. a lot of these wrestlers, but the company itself heading into, you know, a, a crazy year, which I think Dragon Gate adapted so perfectly, um, you know, as as did DDT and, and Noah, but, but they stood out and just for this storyline, all Europe, Toramon, Dragon Gate, and R.E.D., you know, usually there's, a, you know, two or three more factions intertwined with all of these wrestlers. But now it's just like, okay, this, the foundations of these athletes were on display. And just to see so many swerves and turns and the 2020 oh. young boys that Dragon Gate oh has God. produced. And the talent there, it's, it's just uh, amazing. And like you said, I, with all Japan, I think, yeah, you're right. It is a move that Dragon Gate would make. And there, there are a lot of the talks, you know, along with Noah, you know, Ngo Shiyazaki's uh, performances, you know, a couple of weeks back as we talked on episode 174 there. But uh, I, I think you do. I think you try something different. You had that long run with Suwama. Of course, you had the, the historical reign with Kento Miyahara. Yeah, you hit the reset button because what's one thing that, you know, it was always on the negative side of all Japan, Ryan. It's depth of roster. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that is something that you can have a little bit fresher matchups with a fresher character change, you know, as well for hopefully our new champion. And here's the thing, too, is you can 
you can do what I thought they were going to do with Jake Lee with, with Yume Oyagi. You yeah. can give him the rub, and if it doesn't work, you can just put it on Kento, and nobody's going to be mad because it's just him not being able to beat his, you know, his, his like, sensei. But, you know, if it works, now you could go back to it and maybe give Aoyagi finally the win back. Mm-hmm. And now you've, you've built a new feud for, for Miyahara. I think Aoyagi, for, especially with them realigning with, within, what, seven months? Yep. <laughs> you know, he turned his back on Kento there. But, um, I, yeah, it's, it's an interesting display on what they do. Uh, immediately I thought when I saw the cards, uh, you cerebraled my mind and I was like, oh, it's a, a lot of, will be telling, you know, on, on what happens with that tag match. And, and I think, or who knows, maybe Yagi walks out double champ. Cause it seems like that is also, you know, one of the, <laughs> the new, uh, foundations in the professional wrestling landscape, uh, especially coming out of 2020. Two knights and two uh, dose champs, including yeah. dose uh, daredevil uh, fury. Because now last year too, when we went to, or yeah, technically it was last year. God, it's still crazy that last year I was in Tokyo. Um, they <laughs> ran the tag titles night one, uh, the the one that was on the second, and then January third mm-hmm. was Kai and Kento Miyahara. So they did the tag first last time too. So did you touch any of Kai's flair when he was near you guys or, or what? No, because he came out on the other side, and then I just kept waving my kento towel, and then he just pointed at me and shook his head no. So then I just sat down. <laughs> if, if One you, of the best uh, attires in all the game. If, if you go back on um, All Japan Wrestling, AGPW.TV, and go back to that 1-3-2019 show, mm-hmm. um, the camera zooms in on um, the camera zooms in on Kai as he's pointing in the crowd. And you don't know who he's pointing at, but you oh, see him pointing at somebody you. and so starts shaking his head. And I'm like, oh. And then I, I, Isaiah just looks at me and goes, I think he wants to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh. you see Kai pointing at him. That's, you know, me marking out for Kent to like, oh, whoops. I was like, maybe I should, maybe I should stop talking. <laughs> God, that's so um, surreal. That that think you have a picture with Kento Miyahara, and he's hamming man, it the hell up. Oh man, it was so tight, and I touched, I touched him. I was like, hey, let me put my arm around you while we do this, and we'll thumbs up. And he he put his arm around me like we were bros and shit. I was like, yeah, <laughs> me and Kento, what up? I'll make that. Uh... <laughs> Um, so no, all Japan though it was a fun way to end the year. I I really liked all the people they brought in. Where do you want to go next? Because I think because of what we've kind of talked about, I do think touch. I know we were going to talk about waiting on on awards until you know later this week, but I think just making a mention wouldn't be a bad idea because there's some stuff that I think we can just cut out. Like like I'll look at this one. Uh, Noah the Gift 2020, the show in Nagoya. Did you watch any of it? Uh, I did not know. So there was it was a nine match card, and I stopped after Daisuke Harada. How do you have Blake. another show after you had two bangers, including you know the the end one? Yeah, it, well, every two weeks they've been having one, 
And I stopped because the main event, Sukara Goon, uh, Kazushi Sakuraba and Takashi Sugara took on Kaito Kiyomiya and Yoshiki Inamura. And um, Hisami on, on Twitter, she's the one who runs the, uh, the Noah English Twitter. One of, oh. the, one of the best best minds I've, I've ever read with, with understanding this stuff. All, I, all she posted, and she was at the building, was holy shit match of the year for that tag match. So I stopped because I was tired. So I'm like, okay, three shows in a row Noah has potentially put out the match of the year. Right. So I stopped and I was like, I gotta wait until I can watch it. Like when I can and sit here, have like, have like something to munch on, uh, you know, something nice to drink, and just enjoy this and kind of get hyped for it. So I stopped. So I haven't finished that show because I uh, for I our audience and and myself. <clears throat> uh, what, what what date was the show? So uh, no, uh, December twentieth, the same day as December twentieth. Okay. Sweet, that so should be on the uh, Wrestle Universe then. So it, yeah, it is. It wasn't on a beam. It went to Wrestle Universe. That's how I saw Perfect. the uh, spoiler for the Grand Prix. <laughs> oh yeah, I suppose yeah. Because this came out, this was on at eleven o'clock, and then Dragon Gate started at two, and um, Dimitri, it was when Demetrius was over, and we watched okay. most of of Noah. But as Harada Tadasuke was finishing, Final Gate was starting. And I was like, all right, let's just stop. Uh, We'll watch the main event after, but I'm not going to miss Final Gate because Dragon Gate's been so good. And then, like, I get a thing, like, 45 minutes later, an alert. It's like, uh, your your friend Hasami recently tweeted, and also the header was just match of the year, exclamation point. And I'm like, oh, cool. Now they just put on tag team match of the year. Go figure Takashi Sugara going. If Nakajima and Shiozaki are getting your top 10, well, damn it, I'm going to find my way in there, too. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So, like, I'm like, okay, so... That's the only reason I didn't watch that. Uh, the one thing I will say is I have three matches that have an NA rating, so some of this show is kind of whack. Okay. Um, what I, I ended it, or and the the third NA I gave it the winners. I just put sure thing in capital letters, exclamation point. Um, spoiler <laughs> alert: it involved all three of these matches involved the goddamn Noah Junior division, which just just dog shit. It it may win my worst like worst of the year is this New Japan Junior Division. Well, no respect to the Almighty Ogawa, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean he's well, an ageless final... wonder. The Keith Richards of Puro Rizzo, let's be real, uh, deserving of every championship that the, that he can earn. Uh, but yeah, the, there's no talent uh, for for him to well, that was to fight. At Final Gate the two weeks ago, the um. Uh, the 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 Salviento del Oriente or Oriente turns on Katero Suzuki, unmasks Yuya Susumu. Mm-hmm. There's a turn, and then Nosawa Rongai and his mask buddy they come in the ring and join with Hayata Ogawa and Susumu, only to turn on those three. So now there's another turn, and then they go and pick up Katero Suzuki and walk away. He doesn't know what's going on. Like, how are you going to have like three turns in one? Post match, <laughs> it's, it's so bad. It's WCW circa '99. Ah, like, and the worst part is Nostella Runga is the booker and he's doing it. Involved, it just it sucks. It's not worth it. But I will say, Dice got out of Tadasuke. I went four and a quarter. That was really good. So that might be the only thing I would say to watch. Um, otherwise, Tajimi Ohara and Yasutaka Yano. If you want to watch a young boy get his ass kicked, uh, that, that's pretty entertaining. 
Um, and the the Congo match with how Neo and Kano taking on Seiki Yoshioka and Yohei a full throttle and Naomi Uchi Fuji. I went three stars on that. That was kind of fun. But like, so I don't think we need to talk about that. So I can close Noah. Um, we can wait on talking Stardom until you get a chance to get caught up on Stardom. Hopefully, you can catch some of these matches before we vote for the, oh, yeah. the end of the year. But I'll close those out. So I mean, I've just that's closes half of my shows. I don't really have much to say about the the New Japan show. Yeah, the only thing I caught uh, just due to the fact. Oh, so are we talking American New Japan or Japan New Japan? No, the Super J okay. Cup. You mean? I, I know you were a show. fan. So I'll say this about the Super J Cup. Like, it's obvious the whole point was to have El Fantasma win because he's going to be the antagonist to Hiromu. Yes. For the rest of the, you know, I I I think Hiromu ends up winning against Fantasma and then beats Ishimori at Wrestle Kingdom. But I will not be shocked when Fantasma beats him and then Hiromu chases him for the rest of the year like they probably would have tried to do this year. Which so I would be fine like, with. Yeah, exactly, because Fantasma, I mean, Ishimori's going to get bumped down the packing order in the Bullet Club with it, and that's fine. Fantasmo's a star. Like, it's proven. The thing I did like about Fantasmo is Fantasmo uh, botching his entrance in, in the oh. match with Leo Rush, and then he looks at him, and he's like, look, man, I'm rusty. I haven't wrestled in a year, or whatever he said, <laughs> and, like, botched a few things, and, and from everything I heard, um, it was all on purpose to him showing oh, that he totally. me, which is awesome that he, you know, that he thinks to do that. And another so, thing that makes him awesome is the whole aspect of his new theme music. So when he comes out, it's just muted, and I'm like, "That's weird. What? Is something wrong with my Fire Stick? Is something wrong with my TV?" And the intro's muted. He's coming out. He, but he has earbuds on. He's dancing. You know, he's he's doing this, and I'm like, oh my god, this is genius. I was like, he's <laughs> he listening to his new it. theme because of copyright issues because he wants money for it. And then they explained that on commentary a little bit later, and you know, when I got it right away, I was like, oh, this guy's a genius. And like you said, he trips, you know, during you know trying to make the uh, you know flip off the rope and tries to pose and gives him that disgusted look, like, hey. Oh. You know, lay off the Leo Rush. I wasn't just in Jersey, you know, you know, a month or so ago against Joey Janela. But uh, no, I thought that was. Uh, I mean, he's amazing. He, he's look who he's learned under within the last mm-hmm. you know year with Kenta yeah. and Jay White. I mean, they're all a bunch of scumbags in, in the club well, now, which is you know, well, you know, he got great. all the stuff with um, you know Rev Pro with with Will. Oh yeah, oh, gotcha. as we all know like now. In um, <laughs> in. You know, you, you look at two of the other, like, I love the thing with the silver jacket where he's, he doesn't want the damn trophy, he just wants the jacket. jacket. Like, I might I might buy one of those silver jackets because they're selling them, just because of how cool that was. Are they really? Um, yeah, they're selling them on the New Japan website. I was like, dude, I might have to get one. It's a, it's oh. a nerd's jacket. Nice. Nice. That's um, so cool. But then, like, the other thing was, you know, Blake Christian breaks his nose in that match with Ray Horrors. Oof. And, you know, they just threw everything out the window because then you get... Phantasmo just working his nose over. Mm-hmm. Very true. You know that wasn't that wasn't the point of the, that was never going to be a call in the match. Like you don't work somebody's nose. But they it, made it, that they worked it into the storyline well because it wasn't just a squash, you know, minute mm-hmm. match. Like oh my nose. 
Yeah, they worked it exactly how I felt about Endo and uh, uh, Masato Tanaka, where yep. the impromptu went to the legs. Like, that's how that felt. I don't know why Blake Christian did that goofy-ass flip for no reason at the end, uh, but <laughs> it is what it is. It's Blake Christian. But, but he I mean, hit his face. I mean, I think that was the aspect of it. Yeah. He was like, hey, just let me land on my shit. Okay. <laughs> but there wasn't, like, there wasn't anything else that I, like – it, I'm never going to go back and go, do you guys remember the Super J Cup from, from December 17th or whatever day it was? No, I'm never going to go say that. Or December 12th. What do and you mean? Never... You're never going to relive the Battle of the All Caps, TJP versus ACH? <laughs> no, no, not, not at all. And let's be real. This is into a New Japan ACH tournament if he's not walking out like a mummy who has been severely <laughs> beaten uh, through various centuries uh, through the Egyptian culture. No, I mean, ACH and LP, a fine main event, uh, you know, but again, it was just a little like, okay, we know you're beaten yeah. up or use ACH. Uh, but, you know, I thought it was a fine match, but the match that stood out to me uh, it might surprise you uh, was El Phantasma and Leo Rush. You know, minus yeah. the end result. Um, but I, I, you know, I didn't like the whole, you know, low blow and all that, but that's what we get from LP and Bullet Club. So it, it goes along with the character, but I thought that match stood out for sure. But I, I went three and a half on it. That was my best match of the night. You know, what was my second highest graded match, ironically, was Ray Horace and Blake Christian. Thank you. I thought I was like, Ray Horace. I was like, I haven't seen that name in years. Yeah, but, you know, even with the nose junior. break. Yeah, even with the nose break, though, I put fun match after nose busted, sold it well to surprise victory, hence the all heart moniker. So, you know, I, I, I dug it. I, I thought they both, you know, did really well. That Russian leg sweep backflip that Christian does, he works the Russian leg sweep perfectly off the top rope, in the ring, outside, wherever. Uh, I'm, I'm happy he's bringing that move back. I think it helped too that that match had such low expectations for me that when it kind of delivered, I was like, "Cool, I like that. That was fine." Uh, is is uh, I know you're a fan of the hooligans, but is Kozlov the Jim Ross of New Japan pro I don't know. I was listening to Japanese commentary, so I don't. I didn't. Oh. Yeah, uh, but I I will tell you something though that that um uh the worst match of this night and one of the I was being gracious when I gave this a one and a quarter star, but yeah. holy shit, Danny Limelight and J.R. Kratos against Rocky Romero and Fred Rosser, the former yeah. Danny Young, this match was awful. Yeah. I have a uh, Limelight pins Rocky after some Kratos bomb thing. And why like, is Romero <laughs> eating the pin? Yeah. If it wasn't for Rocky Romero being in that match, it would have gotten the, the Ryan Cook the worst special. Yeah. <laughs> Like it would be. Is it on your your so far? It's. I mean, this is gonna be bad. Like, I know all my WWE matches, like these main events, I always give awful ratings. So, like, I gave Orton and the Fiend a quarter star, but this was a legit worked wrestling match that was atrocious. That's really bad for uh, Rocky Romero. Yeah, Rapungi man. Or Chico Lucha. (laughs) This this match sucked. Like this is. I don't know. Like, I don't know anybody that liked this thing. Jr. Kratos sucks. And it was and cool to see him young. in like GCW like a while ago, but then you know, kind of wore off. And then what? ROH, and then you're like, what? Yeah, I don't know. Still, Danny, Danny Limelight feels to me like the even worse Gringo Loco. 
<laughs> Even and worse. He is over think... in Chicago Heights. Come on, yeah, shout out to uh, Warrior Wrestling. he came up that Drake song at the yeah. Warrior Wrestling. <laughs> but, dude, Darren Young looks like he, he had his same body, but then just stopped working out because he's like, it looks like a brick shithouse with no definition. I'm like, man, you look awful. No, because he is the mirror John Cena, and not saying Cena looks awful, but he's the same aspect what you just described. Filled oh. without the working out. And he so got, it's weird looking. Either he got worse, or his weaknesses were really hidden by his opponents, because it definitely wasn't hidden by Titus O'Neil, because he sucks too. But this this was this sucked. Even Romero How do we get shit? If you had to choose, yeah. If you had to choose eight participants for 2021 Super J Cup, uh, including uh, one Daredevil, Derek Fury, hashtag get his ass in the uh, Super J 2021. Um, who who do you got right off the cuff? Who would you like? To oh take? God! Any of the rascals? Um, I uh, uh, I know there yeah. are two thirds are in the E now, but uh, Trey Miguel is really good. The one that didn't yeah. go. Yep. Um, I. I low-key kind of like Jordan Oliver. Not a lot of people like him, but I like Jordan Oliver. Um, oh, that are you saying, bunch from like, GCW is amazing. Including <laughs> yeah. Jesus, um, he's great. I, uh, I really like El Vaquino. I don't know if that counts because he's Triple A. El Vaquino. Uh, he was the dude on Triple Mania with Laredo Kid. Um, okay. That was his, like, second yeah, that jerk who's causing <laughs> the hella cement spots where you're like, dude, stop it. Shout out to uh, when cement. when Nakazawa botched the catch and you could see him all over and apologize. He's like, I am sorry. I don't know if he was eating tainted meat like Mello, but uh, he was off in that match. It was awful. Yeah. Like, no, not the match itself. We'll get into that in a bit. But Nakazawa being there and him assisting and then faking that shoulder slash arm injury right away. Oh, yeah, my arm. I couldn't catch you. My bad. Yeah. Sorry that that your boy Kenny just broke his hip because you didn't catch him. (laughs) Dumbass. I I don't know. Like, I'd have to think about that one for, for a real field. But I don't know. Like, that's I don't have anything else to say about the Super J Cup. I don't know if you do. Uh, no, right man won. Uh, it'll be interesting, especially when he's uh, wrestling the best of the Super Junior uh, champion, Hiromu Takahashi. And uh, at his match with Desperado, I saw a lot of match of the year. I saw a lot of plus stars on it, where I thought it was a very, very grand spectacle. You break out the greatest hits. You bring in some, you know, throwbacks, uh, callbacks, if you will. Uh, and oh yeah, the unmasking of El Desperado and him just whipping it off and those yeah, just eyes. embracing it. Uh, you know the the freaking makeup. You know, just kind of you know on on the sides of his face and saying "Let's go." And then they just continue to beat the living holy hell off of each other after Romo just yanks that shit off, and you're just like, oh my god, what is happening? As they chop and strike fest until each man is red. Uh, but this was just an amazing uh, matchup there. Uh, best of the year, I'm not sure. I'm still a fan of Hiromu and Will Ospreay from Wrestle Kingdom uh, earlier this year. But this was a fine display. The only thing, Ryan, that I didn't like about reading about this match was everyone saying, oh, it's Desperado's time. Oh, my God, Desperado's, th- Desperado's time. 
And my thing was like, we've been saying that for three years, and you've already been here, Marks. So what are your thoughts on people all of a sudden saying, oh, who's this El Desperado, when he's been doing this for ages? Yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot to unpack with it. First thing, you know, everybody talks about, well, WWE makes moments. Now, this was a moment. When, oh, when he embraced the unmasking and he ripped it off himself and he screams and just starts annihilating him, that's a moment. Not, mm-hmm. you know, not some of the crap where, oh, my God, Roman beat the fiend or whatever. Like, that's not a moment. Or when they would thing. take Mysterio's mask off and he would hide his face. And it's like, yeah. bro, we saw your face for two years. <laughs> yeah, like, this was, this was Hiromu just saying, I don't like you, tearing yeah. his shit off, and then Desperado going, I'll do the rest for you. That's a moment. Do you Second think it off. played into a factor, by the way, five days later, uh, on, on the 20th at Dragon Gate, which we'll talk to? Just give a yes or no. No, because I was surprised they didn't. Oh, I know what you're talking about. No, yep. that, I, I guarantee you they probably didn't even watch this. But how cool is that to see? I was like, oh, okay, I saw this, but it still has an amazing lasting yeah. effect. Just like the first time. <laughs> what's crazy is I think I like the Dragon Gate one better just because they don't do that. Correct, yeah. You know, that's what was so cool about it. But it, it had a teach effect that was really great. Don't get me wrong. Like, this was I just, part of this blood storyline. The Dragon Gate, the reason I like the Dragon Gate one is because that was one of the most well-booked matches I've ever seen in my life. When you had nine eliminations and everything was ebb and flow perfect together, made sense, and was just per- like just great. Every finish was great. Like, I, I, I was watching this at like eight in the morning before I had to go to work and Jen came out and was like asking me what I'm doing because I was like elevating my body over my chair. Like I was doing like a like a, a jail cell, like back arm crunch or whatever, where like I'm holding myself up just by the arms of my chair and my body's not sitting down. And I'm like freaking out watching this match. Like I didn't even hear Did a talk see a bottle of 99 rupee? beer? <laughs> no, because I had to go to work after it. <laughs> but like I, 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 that match had me like, it was like Shiozaki and, uh, and, and, uh, uh, Sugara were like pacing watching it. Oh, yeah. um, but, but uh, you know, going back to this, I think the other takeaway is for everyone who says, Matt, you know, it's a match of the year. I'm not saying it's not. And just for the sake of argument's sake to discuss it, I, I um, you know, I was like, look, I have 20 matches written down. Do I mm-hmm. add it as number 21? I don't know. But I was willing to, to make that discussion with you when the time comes. Okay, but I went four and three quarters on it because I don't think it was better than their match like three years ago in the super in the the tournament. Yeah. Remember that one they did at Corican where they like were running through the hall at each other and clotheslining and going down the like that match. Yeah, was a five see, that was match. the thing. Well, yeah, I mean, you you have to drop kick on the you know kind of that that walkway you know on that yeah. on that middle level there. I mean, you you have so many John Woos you know in that you you get thrown you know was it Hiroshima? that got thrown on the uh, chairs or you had the mm-hmm. spot where they like, uh, you know, it's just, yeah, that that's always the match that I always think of these two. And, you know, they've only had a handful, maybe what, five times they've, they faced mm-hmm. each other. Um, so, I mean, for that, which is amazing, it's not oversaturated like a, you know, uh, Americanized, you know, feud. Yeah. so I mean, every time it is special, you know, minus your Abushi Naito's or you know Akata insert anyone here. 
um, you know, kind of multi-match uh, <laughs> there every now and then. But um, no, I that's that's the one that that's near and dear to my heart. I believe we both probably gave that a a very a super calculated oh, uh, seven cool. star. Yeah, you know. I mean, it, we had it, and on this our was very that good. Was that was the last year we, we, we emailed ballots to listeners, and that was on our ballot. Like, I think it finished, like, seventh. Nice. Oh, you know, this awesome. just wasn't that. But, but yeah, it, exactly. But uh, the mask aspect was effective. And, and again, Ooh. Hiromu, if he's not in anyone's top ten wrestler of the year, from him facing heavies to, well, first off, coming off 18-month broken neck, possibly could never walk again, type of situation to then saying, Hey, I'm going to take on the heavies. I'm going to go on countless tournaments. I'm going to get the shit kicked out of me and I'm going to deliver it right back to all of my opponents to saying, Hey, I want you Tetsuya Naito. And unfortunately COVID happened, which damn you. One of my, uh, you know, least favorite things about the horrible monstrosity pandemic that we're all experiencing but Hiromu Takahashi, again, over and over, tag matches, singles. Apparently, he almost main evented every night on this last tour, and we all know he's a draw. Hell, I was even like, wow, new intro? Tight shit there, Hiromu, as usual. But with him, Ooh. my God, this was just an amazing way to end his year. And for him to say, I want this Super J, uh, you know, Cup champion, which happens to be LP, and then for him, if he can bolt through, the Bullet Club members like that, great. If not, you know what? Like you said, the chase is going to be even more fun mm-hmm. as we saw this year. And how how funny was El Fantasmo's promo? Where he, obviously it was taped so far in advance because he's like, "I see you, best of Super Junior winner, You're coming for you." <laughs> <laughs> he's got the promo on the match, and he obviously has no idea who wins because it was right. Well, yeah, because Kenta was there. Yeah, Kenta's there. <laughs> This is probably like September. I like leave to the bathroom, come back. You know, I was watching it get ready for work that day. And I was like, wait, did it just skip a whole show? I was like, why is Kenta in the ring? (laughs) So that was what it was. But um, I think the other thing too, and this is kind of a double-edged sword because I think this is where you can give Desperado credit. But I also think you have to look at it with this too, is if, if Ryu Lee didn't get sent home, Desperado's not in this match. Ooh. You think so? Yeah, I, I, I'm almost positive. I could I'd be willing to bet the house on it, like that he would have been in there. It would have it would have been him versus in fact I, I'm pretty sure I've I've Is heard the, somebody say that they heard uh-huh. from somebody inside of the company that it was going to be Ryuli so they could give the fans the Hiromu Ryuli rematch, not as a tag match. Okay. Which, I mean, that was still good, the tag match. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. But it sounded like that's why they did, didn't do the one-on-one is because they were going to wait. <sighs> really? He's going to stay on ROH? You uh, think? Him and his brother? Yeah, probably. That or they're going to go to the E, which I don't want that either. At least if they stay in ROH, they can work New Japan. You don't think Kai's going to snatch him up and they can pair him with Doc and they could be the... The murder rhombus, or whatever the hell they want to call themselves. <laughs> the death triangle plus two. <laughs> well, they could be the death, death, death sicon, like a hexagon. I love how how pack uh, cue the uh, the Sydney uh, sounder here in three, two, oh. one. I love how 
Um, just aligns himself with any uh, any background there, and and he's all for him, you know, as we saw in in Dragon Gate with Red, and now with uh, the Luchas and and possibly Roosh and uh, and and Rio Lee. Make it happen, you, Con. Make it happen. Do you, do you think the if first Phoenix, when he wrestles Kenny Omega for the title, do you think if if uh, to get the stipulation, Phoenix had to give this uh, to say this, like make a stip happen like this? I will set myself on fire. The voice box. I forgot about that. <laughs> I just can't stop playing it. That that's gonna be on like the most played played clips uh, for the show for the week. The only thing that has a chance to probably pass that is when we get in the final gate and we talk about this guy. Dragon Daya. Oh, nice. That could that could really take some some out, but uh. Look at Ryan I mean, Cook here, ladies and germs, uh, unofficial a masquerade member over here. Oh boy! Oh, I love masquerade. They're so cool. You you How would. Cool are they? With their chess piece entrance. Dude, it's like when Shin Skywalker came out and they all came and took a spot and then walked together. Oh, it, it Man, was they look, theatrical AF. They, I mean, look, it was they look official. Like A plus plus on the presentation. It's great too because they don't have anyone in the in the group that really you can kind of go, is that guy the leader or is it this guy the leader? Like, Shin Skywalker is clearly the leader, but they have so many good talents with them that it works. Like, it's not like where you're like, hmm, is it Doyle or Yoshino that leads this group? You know what I mean? I'm That's surprised I'm he's not. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, the the Dragon Dragon is definitely think... no leader, but, but he's, he's the Robin. The only thing I think else about Best of the Super Juniors that really got me was you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about this, and I've heard a lot of people talk both ways about it, but I'm I'm on the, the, the positive side. I've, I've listened to about six or seven shows um, in this last week while I've been – I've had a lot of office stuff to do at work, so I've been listening to a lot of random podcasts. And, um, you know, even, even hearing – listening to Meltzer and Alvarez, because I've been, you know, that much having time on my hands to listen to some stuff. Like, you, you have an Observer subscription? You can YouTube it all. It's great. Oh, watch I it all in like they're like fifteen minute segments you can just watch on each thing. Huh. But either people love them or hate them. But I think you need like great Ocon's going to be a star. I I just I think it's it's the exact opposite as Master Watto out of that class. Yeah, I don't think why, or I should say I don't understand why people are so up in arms with Tanahashi and Okan because I mean Tanahashi's the ace for a reason. I mean, yes, we can all go back to Tanahashi and Jay White, but look how that all played out. Everybody yeah. learned Tanahashi had a hell of a year after that. Hell, I believe even winning the G1 either that year or after, yeah. right after that. He did but, win it that year because then he won the title the next year. Yep, yep, and and look at Jay White and you know one mm-hmm. of the if not the best heel in all the land, but let's just group Bullet Club, uh, you know, as, as one unit there. Damn, but then you have R.E.D., so many good units, meaning those look, two. Look, look at this. And the Hurt Business. Good God. The you trio know, of 20, great heels factions. 2012, right after Wrestle Kingdom 6 going into the new beginning, Tanahashi said, I want, I'm going to work with Okada. Give me that guy. He's going to be a star. I'm going to make him right now. Yeah. And we finished that. We finished the last decade with Kazuchi Okada, 
hands down the greatest wrestler in the last decade with Tanahashi right there next to John Cena, either two or three, because he was able to do all of that and did it just like, you know what I mean? Like, and then look what he did. He goes, Hey, give me Jay White at the dome. I'm going to make him a star. Mm -hmm. Now Jay White's a star. You know, damn well. Well, I mean, to be fair, not a lot of people thought it was going to happen after he didn't make him a star that match. I mean, later on when they face each other in the G1 gimmicks, I said this but, the same night. I said, don't don't let this correct. fool you. Jay White doesn't correct. understand his gimmick, what he needs to do yet. But you can see physically how good he is. Yes. That you did because I was baffled and my head was scratching. And you, you talked me off. So there's, you're correct. There's no way that Hiroshi Tanahashi would agree to wrestle Great Okan if he didn't think he could make it. He could, he, this guy's going to be a star. Like I want to see Okarn, Okan. I mean, it's hard to not call him Okarn from watching Run Pro, but it, I, I honestly think Okan and Osprey are both going to go over clean. Ooh, well, I mean, you got to keep the empire rolling. Think of what, what they would do for him. And this is the best comparison that I heard from somebody on on Twitter. For everybody trying to figure out what is Okan and Osprey. This could very well become Michael's Diesel, where Ocon becomes the ah. because he's not afraid to try something new every single time he's in the ring. Every ta- every match in that tag league with him and Jeff Cobb, he was trying something different to see what got over and what didn't. And it's mm-hmm. hard because you can't gauge it because you have a clap crowd. Mm-hmm. Correct. So, so you really can't tell what's getting over and what's not getting over. But he has a natural charisma. He naturally carries himself like a star. It's not like mm-hmm. Master Watto, who's awkwardly looking at four different spots in the crowd at once with his stupid-ass hand pose, and he can't even do the gimmick correctly. You know, there's a reason that he lost to Kanemaru in his debut, because he's going to be nothing more <laughs> than a prelim junior. But Great oh. Okan comes in, and he gets the singles with Okada, and now he's working Tana at the Dome. This guy's going to be yep. a star. Um, uh, Takaki Kadani, Kadani, the president of the company, said that Tomoyuki Oka is going to be the future of the company after his excursion. This guy has had a stamp on his back of approval since he was a young lion. Hmm. And it shows the way he – his debut in that, like, James Bond villain-looking outfit was, was perfect. Great. And now you get him in the ring with, with Will Ospreay out there shipping, sipping champagne. Like, the Empire's great. They need to both win. Like, they, it, and you know Kazuchika Okada's going to go, all right, who, Will. Who I'm does it hurt more? Um, if one of them doesn't go over, who does it hurt more? <sighs> I, I mean, I guess neither. Like, are you going to discredit great Okada if he loses to Tanahashi? Because I wouldn't. No. Um, and if you want to save Osprey finally beating or, or still not, you know, he beat, he beat uh, Okada already. So you already gave him the victory. So yeah, but then you're going to have Okada be, or not Okada, Osprey, uh, you know, that could be another feather in his cap, you know, if yeah. you will, where he can gloat upon, you know, that, that classic heel in his. And that's where I off. think you could go this way is you could have Osprey beat Okada. Mm-hmm. And, and then, if Abushi beats Naito, hopefully, I really hope Abushi wins. Mm-hmm. And then Abushi beats Jay White to get his win back. You could have the dome end where Osprey comes out and gets an, and Ooh. I beat you two years ago in the dome. Now I want your heavyweight championship. Ooh. 
And now you got Took those you out on a stretcher. Again. <laughs> and Ryan Cook saw that live on a stretcher. <laughs> yeah, I did. Isaiah's going, I think you really hurt him. And <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah's trying to look over uh, Yao Ming that's sitting in front of us. Oh, God. I, I wish you would show him the uh, the last uh, minute of the main event of Final Gate, just so oh, he could God. see that same line. Oh, um <laughs> Quick, let's bring a folding table in the ring because we don't know how to get him to the back. <laughs> Why does Dragon Gate not have a medic? <laughs> like they're 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 arguably the number two company in Japan. They're, oh they're the only person, or they're the only company since the pandemic to sell out at max capacity. Cork and Hall, New Japan didn't even do that yet. Dragon Gate did that for Doidarts on the fifteenth. Nice. And they don't have a medic. Instead, they, you know, you got Genki Horiguchi with a table. <laughs> Maybe he's their medic. <laughs> and shout out to, shout out to, you know, of all people, the guy on the opposing team, you see come running around the corner, here comes the one and only. Dragon Part of Masquerade, who's trying to take the ring apart, because he's part of the ring crew team to load, to build the ring every show. Because um, he's still in that rite of passage. So you're, you're kidding me. That, no, no, he he's one of the guys that still puts the ring together. That video he had a WrestleMania like entrance. I uh there's a video I sent you on Facebook that shows like a bunch of the guys that set the ring up. It's like him, yeah. Kota Minora. All those guys are the dudes that set I the ring up. I thought that was from like four years ago. No, that was like like three weeks ago. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um so it's you know, it's kinda like that traveling circus where they do it all themselves. But like That's how do you cool. not have a medic? Like, there was no medic that came down. It's just them trying to get a folding table in the ring to carry him to the back. Like, Ben K's dead. <laughs> oh my God. I, I can't wait to talk about that in a few. My uh, quick question, too. Of course, we know B. Priestley will probably make an appearance uh, on night one with uh, Will Ospreay and Kazuchika Okada. Uh, so, with stardom being announced for night two to be, have another dark match back-to-back years, since that was a success last year, uh, R.I.P. Hana, um, who do you think comes out to assist one Rainmaker to stop B. Priestley, if you had to pick? If I had to pick. And why is it Julia? Well, I, it's obviously Julia. I don't have to give a reason why it's Julia. Look, how we all love, love, love think of a Julia pop will not only you, but the crowd at the Tokyo Dome have if Julia oh, makes that? And would that propel her, no pun intended, to actual superstardom now <laughs> and get more eyes on them because of that connection with one Okada? How big would that be for the company and for her? If Julia comes out and gives B. Priestley the Rainmaker, I'm stripping down to my underwear like when Minoru Suzuki made his return last year. Or when Del Rio won the Rumble before he was a scum- we knew he was a scumbag. <laughs> yeah, when I ran, I was running around the block in my socks as it's snowing out. Like, ah! I'm so excited Del Rio won. Oh, man. If we only we- knew. Do you remember there me? It was like me, you, Brian, and someone else. Maybe it was Demetrius. I don't remember. But we were like all like uh, we all hugged each other and we're jumping up and down in a circle because yeah. we were so happy. Tell real one. So happy. Only to get jobbed out at Mania to Edge, and yeah. then Edge is retired anyway. Oh, thanks, day. Gene. <laughs> Probably was Gene's fault. Um, <laughs> she didn't take me to see live. We're kidding, Gene. We love you. No, we're not. No, we're not. I'm gonna prank you again next September. 
<laughs> oh man! Do you remember that movie, Prankster? Oh, that was the horrific. I just remember that right now. And, but do you remember? Uh, she goes, "Oh, that's Juice and Liger's music." Oh yeah. And I was like, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Not only did you just slap me in the face by remembering it's his, it's his music, but God did she it. ever get you that uh, the black uh, Liger figure for Christmas? Is that what she's gonna get you? No, I I bought it myself. I bought both of them myself. Do you have them? Did they deliver them already? Yeah, I got the red and white, and then I got the black alternate. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, they just they're sitting on my uh like DVD stand. Whoa, not in your office, huh? No, I was gonna bring them to work, but I was like, "Mm, I work at the quarry. I used to. I I suppose. I'm trying to get them ripped off. They ain't about that life. That's what the only thing otherwise that we're talking about. Like, I don't give a crap about Kota Bushi and Master Wato against Naito and Bushi. <laughs> you know, Gorillas of Destiny win the tag league. It makes sense because Kenta doesn't have Moxie to face, so he's got to face somebody from the U.S. briefcase, so it's got to be Juice. I get that. It's fine. Um, otherwise, I think Finn Juice would have won. You know, Is uh, David Finley doing the whole Blues Brothers gimmick, too, since... Now there's no. finally two, and it's not awkward that Juice Finley is doing a Blues Brothers thing solo because it's brothers. <laughs> no, he's going to be a brother, out. Dave Finley. David Finley. I, I, I think he just had the same gimmicks on. <laughs> All the fringy jackets from uh, yeah. his 80s karaoke metal hairband. Yeah. yeah, I'm closing World Tag League. No. Gotcha. So we got. TLC. Who are they challenging? Who's the champion? Oh, Techers. Okay. The heel versus heel. Way to go, New Japan. Um, since you didn't watch TLC, I've already complained. I don't. We don't need to talk about it. Um, maybe we can talk about it at a later date if you watch On it. If not, fire. On fire. I really don't care. Uh, but is Range Owens that good? Someone told me it was great. I'm excited look, to watch it. I'll say this. I went three and three quarters on it because I really liked, like Ooh. the effort they put in. But I just hate this. Co- this company doesn't make sense. How do you have a baby face get two on one beat up for twenty minutes? Twenty minutes. Like, yeah, it was like the match was like twenty four minutes, and like there was about a four minute span where where um, he injured Jay Uso. So Uso, well, yeah, get this. So it's literally a two on one handicap match essentially the whole time. Like. Daniel Bryan, who got jumped by Reigns and Uso, I'm like, well, he's got to come out at some point, right? Never comes out. Oh, of course. Wasn't um, that supposed then, to happen at TLC? Uso and Bryan? Then I think they might have been in the pre-show. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Um, and then when, <laughs> Owens, <laughs> when Owens injures Jay Uso's ankle, like Whoa. nine people run down to help Uso to the back. Like, where were you when the baby <laughs> face is getting his ass kicked? <laughs> Well, it's because like, Roman's the head of the table and the the chief or whatever. Companies, you mean to tell me that a babyface has no friends? Well, in the E, yeah. God. Or, or do no you order. think he told them backstage? He was like, "Don't come out and help me." No, and no, they no, respected. No. It. And Shingo comes out. He's like, "Hey, we respected his wishes." No, because Shingo wasn't there to save the angle. Like in the opening match, Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, it's like a four on one in that one too. Like how did I thought Sheamus was friends with McIntyre? Where is he? Like how does nobody friends with baby faces? Wait, 
Four on one? Wasn't it just a one on one match? Well, then there's Adobo or whatever his name is. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, he showed up, huh? Yeah. He was was the manager. Um, And then Miz cashed in. So obviously Morrison came in. So now it's like a four on one. Styles won the match then, I hope. No, no. Wait, the Miz cashed in during a TLC match? Yeah. During then, it? Not after? No, no, during it, yeah, to make that it That makes no sense. No. That's the dumbest thing ever. What was the point of him beating Otis for the ti- for it? Somewhere like, Damian Mizdow is uh Like this company just does things without any repercussions or any sort of like cohesive idea. They just do That's things. That's the most unmiss thing ever to cash in yeah. during a match. What sense does that make, Bruce Pritchard? Well, because McIntyre went through a table, so he ran out, and he's like, oh, I'm going to do it. Like, And John Morrison is staying there to help him, too, and he still can't get it. Let me guess. John Morrison got eliminated right away, like in everything that he's yeah. in. Yeah, and then at one point, the Adobo guy um, stopped the Miz. So he's a seasoning Adobo? Who is this guy? The oh, seven-foot oh, oh, minute bowl dude? Oh, no, almost, almost. I don't know what his name is, man. Almost? I, Edward James? His name was Babzai Boosie. I don't know, man. Shit. What do you want me to do here? WWE is so bad. They just make, they do things for no reason. So oh, this crap. big six foot nine Scotsman beat four wrestlers, two former champs, one guy that's married to Ty Valkyrie, and, and a giant dude, and he still wins the match? Yeah, like, so they have Miz take the briefcase from Otis because they don't think Otis is like, oh, maybe that wasn't a good idea. Well, then you should have him win to begin with. Even though he was over. And then you have Miz win, but then, like, you just have Miz waste it. So why couldn't you have just had Otis waste it, and then at least it was a baby face trying to be competitive? That makes more sense than the biggest... And you can build to him more if he loses. Yeah, instead they have the biggest chicken shit heel come out and decide to become in the match and then lose. Oh, damn it, I'm irritated. That's like saying going back to Reigns and, and Steen, or, or sorry, Kevin Owens there, where, like you were saying, there was interference, so what is it going to lead to? They already had a hell in a cell. What, a cage match between the two? Well, this, ironically, that's what Meltzer said. He goes, well, since you had the Uso interference, just have Rome, they should have Roman and Owens at the Rumble in a cage. And then, and then he's like, but that doesn't make sense because then they'll just still have interference in a cage anyway. <laughs> he's like, you could, you could have Uso banned from ringside and he'd still be out there for 10 minutes. See, we're not, on Twitch, we're not on Twitch this show, but what I'm doing is I'm pointing on my nose. Because what you just said is you're on the nose. Because that match, in fact, actually happens on Christmas Day on a pre-taped, already taped, already knows what happens uh, Friday Night SmackDown. Oh, okay, cool. Great. I I probably won't watch anyway. <laughs> it's just, I'll DVR it, but then I'll erase it to DVR next week. So, like, like I, I literally watched the show um, last night when I was playing Call of Duty with fight. Jordan. And, and Luke, and I just had it running while we played, and then as, and by the way, shout out me, Jordan, Luke got a W last night in Warzone, that was pretty tight, we were smoking cats, but like, 
you know, I'd be, I'd be yelling, and then occasionally I'd just complain a little bit, and then I'd go back to just playing the game. Because, like, I'd look over, and I'm like, what's going on? Like, I don't care. And, and oh, lo and behold, Charlotte. Who so you're building Lana to get sympathy after getting murdered for, what, 11 weeks through a table to get her taken out of a match, which could have been a table match in a TLC event, yank her out, throw in Charlotte, who is horrible at being a face, no offense, great wrestling, tremendous heel, but a face, as she also has stated, not so much, teaming with Asuka, which Asuka, you know, should still be mad due to what she did to uh, Kyrie <laughs> Sane last year at the same events. So all of a sudden, yeah, we're going to be partners, even though you murdered my friend and made her move back to Japan. Thanks, Queen Charlotte Flair. Really? That makes sense? No, it doesn't. That's the, it's just it's stupid. Some of the Hurt Business and the New Day, at least that was watchable. That looks like that should be tremendous. Yeah, I would three stars on it. It was a perfectly acceptable wrestling match. And I think Are you mad that Shelton's tag champ again? No, I love the fact. This, look, I said this to Jordan last night. What kind of, how wild is it that in this world that the most protected people in the WWE are Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, and Bobby Lashley? Like, Bobby Lashley is so protected that the Hurt Business have three titles now. <laughs> and a jiu-jitsu medal, as MVP like, like pointed what, what out. Everybody said, I don't know why Bobby Lashley would go back to the WWE. In my head, I'm going, I can tell you why. Because he's going to win every flipping night. Because him and Vince, like, they probably just, oh, my God, I bet you the minute he came up from OVW, Vince was like, holy shit, he's my new squats partner. And they just lift weights together. That's why he was in the. It's what, he's like, if anyone's going to shave my head at Mania, it's Bobby. And I'm going to wear a do rag and win the title from him. Yeah, I was about to say, oh my God, he's living his life vicariously through Bobby Lashley. Yeah, and he has been since WrestleMania 22. Oh, I know the think... Trump match was 23. But in Chicago at 22, my God, he protected Bobby Lashley even then. Oh, man, I bet you all he did was hang out with Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley if he could. Oh. I oh, thought Lesnar got that sweet, sweet con money, huh? He's like, he's like the only two men on the roster as built as me. Damn, God. Triple H was crying. Yeah, Triple H was pissed. Was I, that the I, only I time you think he was ever buried in his own, in his own <laughs> life? Yeah. He probably tried to punk up Bobby Lashley, not realizing Bobby Lashley's a legit badass and would have beat his fucking ass. <laughs> he would have just breathed heavily and went and turned all red. Could you imagine Triple H trying to shoot on Lashley? Lashley would wreck that dude. He seems Lashley seems like the nicest guy. Like you yeah. could just chat with him and then also, probably goes through more pairs of pants. Anyways, uh, but also, yeah, would snap your neck in a second. Oh, yeah. Who I mean, you... more pants do you think for different reasons, Bobby Lashley or Ryan Cook? Ooh, I don't know. That's tough because <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Lashley's got to be a nice guy when he agreed to do that angle with Sami Zayn a year or two ago. Well, I thought you were going to say the Lana angle. You, no, he probably was. I bet you Vince was like, I got something for you. I'm going to get you another girl. And Crystal can't be mad at you because it's an angle. And she was in the business, so she'll get it. <laughs> and guess what? My wife got it when I was with Trish. 
Yeah. Obviously, Ryan has a way better Vince impression. <laughs> Vince is like, I'm going to let you live vicariously through my previous angles. <laughs> that's, that's how they did that, you know. He, you know, when when Sammy Zayn and Bobby Lashley had that terrible angle, that was probably oh, when yeah. Vince wasn't paying as much attention, and then he probably kicked in that door, and that was what set off him rewriting every Raw. Who in the hell wrote that shit? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you're lucky Bobby didn't rat you out, because because I would have came for your ass. You know, but Just last year, like, oh, cool, man. He's like, he's like, I'm here to do whatever, Vince. No, they're going to treat you better. Just <laughs> <laughs> your rag. Oh, my God. I love it. Shout, shout out to this is extremely random because I really don't have anything else to say about TLC. And you can watch it. We can talk about it later. I'm closing it right now. Can you tell me the three gimmicks that Virgil or we'll call, we'll call Mike Jones. Special Delivery Jones. Jones. Do you do you remember he had three three different names, Vincent, that were all shots at other people. Well, Vincent was because of VKM. Yep. Um, was he in? I'm sure he had to have been in TNA then. I don't know. That's the only one I know. Nothing in TNA. Uh, I'm I'm lost. Virgil was a shoot oh, by Vince. Dusty, right? Yep. And yep. then in WCW, Starcade 99, when it was creative control, Gerald and Patrick, based off of Gerald Briscoe and Pat oh. Patterson, uh, Kurt Henning's manager was Virgil, whose name was Shane, going off <laughs> of Shane McMahon. <laughs> Why are they taking shots at Shane randomly? I don't with know. Virgil? I just, Eric Bischoff talked about it on the podcast I listened to today when he said Starcade 99 was the worst pay-per-view he's ever seen in his life. Yeah, that's one. You know what I've been listening to? Kind of like my own Madden world the last uh, couple of days of work because I forgot it happened. But since I had to go in three hours early and missed the game on Sunday, K-Fan on iHeartRadio, which just search Strong Style Media on your iHeartRadio apps as well as iTunes. Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, all the fun ones. But search Strong Style Media or WrestleCast Radio. Download, subscribe, rate, and review if you will, please. Uh, but yeah, and K Fan just all day, every day. And God, I miss miss it so much. It's great <laughs> to listen to it again. The uh, the the, the eighty. I mean, I've done some of the eighty three weeks, but I've been I've been kind of dabbling in some stuff, but. Man, the Iron Show I, I listened to today, and that was really I good. I do need to listen to the Iron Show. I, I do need to get into that one. As, as, oh, it's it's good because, I mean, they always talk about his humor, but his Ask Anythings, like his breakdowns of the shows are interesting. You know, he kind of holds back, you know, I'm sure to NDA agreements and whatnot. Um, but uh, some of his insights, uh, especially during his WCW uh, days and, and Crockett stuff is is really cool. Um, and it's just so sad because I grew up an Aaron Anderson fan. You know, everyone was all about Ric Flair and, and whatnot, but I was a double A fan. So, um, so you know, it's it's just it's crazy. Yeah, so we're what um, we'll talk about that off air. But no, I, I, I enjoyed listening to his little uh to his stories and, and whatnot and his hatred of cheese on, on burgers. <laughs> um so two things left that I really want to go over. And then if you want, we can kind of touch a little bit of the award so we can save it since uh, we're actually moving pretty fast for once on one of these shows, which is nice. Uh, Damn. I want to talk about 
Thanks. By the way, shout out to the Clippers. Clippers going to clip. They're up by. They were up thirty nine nineteen, and now they got a three point lead at halftime. Yep. Clipper, go clip, go clip, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the Clippers are the Mark Henry. That's what I do. Well, shout out to Doof who just said, "Man, you guys remember how effing over Nakamura was in NXT and how bad they ruined him on the main roster? Yeah. One of yeah, the I best do. matches I ever watched." Was Kevin that Sammy? dream over Nakamura and, and Zayn? Still one of my yeah. favorites of the decade, uh, hands hands down. The the pop that audience at the uh, what was it the uh, the Mavericks uh, Stadium, the United oh, Airways yeah, Center, what have you? My God, it was the aura. Just everyone just in awe of Shinsuke Nakamura. It, it was like a Wrestle Kingdom, you know, if you will. Granted, <laughs> it was you know a quarter of the audience, but. It was, uh, I mean, it had that feeling. They'd never seen them. Like, aside from, you know, the diehards that, that, you know, watch everything that go to the manias. Your well, those are all international fans, so they did know who he was. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of people that were familiar. And it showed during that match. And, and Zayn being a great hand, uh, you know, through, through his career as well, just, ah. Such a great. Well, then you saw some of those people that you could tell had never seen them in the crowd, and they're like, "Oh my god, this guy just exudes yeah. charisma." And to be fair, I was one of them. I saw maybe a handful of matches. I know you would sh- try to show me uh, various matches years prior uh, to that exposure for myself, but for for that, you know, you would show me at like three in the morning after we drink like a mm. pint of Jack or whatever, <laughs> eating a sandwich at at one in the morning. I'm like, what bedtime? So, well, you know, I would always call it Like, you'd yeah. you'd be over for Wrestle Kingdom and see that, or you'd see Dominion, like, the big There wasn't show. no New be... Japan world as... Well, there was, obviously, but there was, you know, there wasn't... Yeah, there was like, Wrestle Kingdom 8, we had to order on, like, actual pay-per-view, because that was the one Jeff Jarrett was on. Yes, yeah. You know, and that was, like, I, I think that was, that was Nakamura Tanahashi, and then there was the Nakamura Abushi and the Nakamura Styles. Nice. You know, so that's that's the truth. Like you would, you had had limited exposure, which isn't, which is fine. You know, it was what it was. You know, it's just I knew of him, not realizing. Oh, that's what all those chaos hats at Ryan's house were about. (laughs) Yeah, and why we named our company Strong Style Media. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Dem just had the Nakamura hat we made for that night. Uh, Brian had the Tomohiro Ishii, and I had the Okada one. I still have that. What? One. There's an Ishii hat out there in the world, and I don't have one. Collector. Yeah, I, I handmade it at Lids. Can you go <laughs> back and make me one? Because I want that. <laughs> it was so tight. Um, so Triple Triple Mania 28 happened on the 12th. Alex, did you? How much of uh, Triple Mania did you love see? that main event? But we'll get to that in a bit. Um, did you see the opener? I caught a few minutes. I know you did recommend it to me, but oh, no, it was... was four stars on this. This match was so awesome. This was so awesome. Uh, I was uh, Nuevo Poder del Norte, Carta Brava Jr., Tito Santana, and Moco Cota Jr. took on Mr. Iguana, Dinastia, uh, Dinastia and Maximo. Uh, uh, I can't remember who was like. I can't remember if it was Hamaguesa was supposed to be in it, and he couldn't do it. So Dinastia uh, was in it, who's way better anyway. But this mm-hmm. match was so awesome. I went four stars. Carter Brava Jr. with the frog splash on Mister Iguana. 
what I loved about this was just Did you really say Tito old. Santana, by the way? Yeah, not, not the same Tito, but it's okay. Tito Santana. Okay. Um, <laughs> Mr. Iguana had like an iguana stuffed animal. And he, one point during the match, he brings it in and starts beating the shit out of Poder del Norte with it. And they just no-sell it and just beat the crap out of him. Like, I'm like, that's exactly what should happen when somebody tries to hit you with a stuffed animal. You beat their ass. It was so good. <laughs> but, I mean, these guys are flying all over the place. The spots were great. Nothing was botched. The falsies were crisp. Like, I don't want to give a lot away. And the problem is you can't watch the show now because they got it got taken down off of YouTube because of uh, copyright reasons because they were not muting those songs. Which so, it's uh, great that you said that because I went to my YouTube on my uh, wonderful LG here and I was like, I'm going to watch this match throughout the show and just, you know, kind of see. And it's not on there. Yep, except the, the bootleg version. So was there a, uh, a guy in pink hair in this match getting I hit with a uh, baking sheet? Uh, no. So these guys with tactical vests, this isn't the uh, the man I'm talking about. Oh yeah, enough. yeah. There's no fans, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is it then. I just don't so it's like a, a, a Mexican shield. It's like a Las Vegas strip style shield where it's a bunch of yeah three Mexicans yeah. and, and so watch this is that match. match. Awesome! It's really good. Oh, it is really man. good. Um, He's like, like Mexican I, Antonio Honda with the pink hair diving off. <laughs> Oh yeah, that that's Maximo. Now 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 I know what you're talking about. I was thinking I was thinking something different, but it, dude, it's really good. Like this is what you want your opening match to be. Um, I'm starting it right now. Um, then we had Hinetas uh, Del Air, Mistasis Junior, and Octagon Junior. Who Octagon Junior was incredible. Took on Los Mercianos, Tejano Junior, and Ray Escorpion, and also took on the Lucha Bros, Pentagon Junior, and Phoenix. Uh, with three and a quarter. Pentagon Jr. via leg, uh, via that leg hook pile driver on the Mistasis right. Jr. This was your typical three-way dance tag where, you know, in and out spots going on. The problem was they do this big angle where uh, mercena- uh, mercenarios take out Pentagon, injure his leg. They cart him out. Whoa. They put him in like a cast and take him out of the ring. And then he comes back to save Phoenix at the end. And he's not even wearing the cast anymore. I was like, oh, I was going to say, then he showed up on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, like, you didn't need to do this angle. You should have just had it happen, but whatever. Uh, then ooh, this next, next match, don't watch it, people. This match sucked. Uh, this was the Women's Battle Royal. Uh, it was the Time Battle Royal. Lady Mar- uh, Maravilla, Lady Shani, <laughs> La Hedra, Baby Apache, Mamba, Hades, Chick Tormenta, Big Mommy, and Pimpinella Escarlata. Uh, Lady Shani gets the win. I want a star and a half. This was sloppy. It was unorganized. People were standing around not doing anything. It was not good. What was it better, was... That, royal, uh, that battle royal or the one from TNA, or sorry, Impact Wrestling earlier this year? Ooh, the call uh, you giving. This wow. One. You really hated that last one, though. That was so bad. Like, Hernandez eliminates himself trying to go find the money. Like, what are you doing? What? Really? That was so stupid. Um, then we had... Uh, Mex- this I, Mexican shield, by the way, is amazing. There's yeah, a they're smashing so awesome, dude with man. this giant cookie cutter. Or cookie sheet. They're so awesome. 
Psycho oh, Circus, Motor Clown, Monster Clown, and Psycho Clown defeated uh, Hijo de, uh, de L.A. Park, Blue Demon Jr. and L.A. Park. Two-star match, nothing special. Psycho Clown via Spanish Fly on Hijo de L.A. Park. They're setting up for a Blue Demon Jr. L.A. Park match. Who knows if it happens? But that was what they were building to. But the only memorable thing, and you can find gifts of it. I think Cubs fan maybe has some gifts of it. But uh, when Murder Clown does this suicide dive and just goes head first straight into the ground, I don't think L.A. Park Oh, my like, gosh. It was disgusting. Really? Yeah, it was bad. Oh, Murder Clown's a fat. He's a fat dude. I got all. I'm I'm well aware, but no, I that was one of the only bad marks I had on that main event was the damn spots on the outside. That concrete, my God, looked horribly <laughs> dangerous. Yeah. So uh, Murder Clown showed that it was. Uh, oh, what I'm watching now is dangerous. <laughs> uh, fifth match was the the Marvel Universe gimmick match where Marvel actually looks like they funded this and they have a working agreement. Uh, we really? have. We had Arcano, who was uh, Leo Rush's Spider-Man in, like, a hoodie, which looked really terrible. Uh, uh, Leyenda Americana, which was Daga as Captain America, took on Terror, Terror Papura, who was Thanos or Brian Cage. And then uh, Venonoid, Venonoid, who was Black Taurus as Venom. Good cast of people, Leo Rush, Black Taurus, who I love. Brian really? Um, that happened on this show. That's interesting. I uh, would three stars on it. Uh, Terror Papura, who's Brian Cage, beat uh, Leo Rush with a drill claw. Daga is just so boring and bland. Like that kind of took me out of the match. But it was fun. It was cool with what it was. Um, then we the get to the final Mexican playing Captain America. Am I right? <laughs> and then after the match, all the lights went out and they came back on. I think it was like Lady Shawnee was in the ring as Captain Marvel. And she cut a promo. I don't know what she said, but come on, you're from uh, St. Paul. <laughs> then we get to the final two matches of the evening, and I, I, I'm guessing you did see both of these. Uh yes. Uh, Kenny Omega defeats Laredo Kid. I went four and a half on this. This is really Ooh. good. Uh, Kenny Omega gets the victory with a middle rope one wing angel. Oh Amazing. man, this was that was great. A middle this rope that seemed high for middle <laughs> rope. Yeah, but this is man. What, what do you think of this match? I've been talking the whole show. What give me your thoughts on this one? No, I thought the show was was fantastic. Uh, fast paced, you know, especially when needed. Slow down submissions. Uh, great finish and all. Um, interesting, you know. Of course, they mentioned Impact Wrestling. Uh, you you can kind of hear uh, Hugo kind of mention that Don Callis, how Kenny has changed. You know, this and that. Vampiro, I believe as well, was on the cast there. Uh, but, you know, like I said, Nakazawa, random dude. I think he just, Nakazawa did more more harm than anything. Uh, I don't know if he was playing off that being the elite, what he did to uh, to Evan Bourne over at uh, Double or Nothing there, uh, <laughs> oiling up the, the turnbuckle. Uh, but um, besides that aspect, yeah, if I did a Cook-style rating, I, I would give it a four and a half. Um, is it on my top list? Maybe not. I, I would say probably yeah. on the top. 20 maybe or you know right on the outside of there um i think i was a little more irritated again just uh, on the unnecessary stuff on the outside right away and then when um the uh the other guy comes out would you say el pequeño 
Laredo kid. Or no, El Vaquino, the Viking. Vaquino, okay. I thought you were talking yourself earlier with El Vaquino, but El, yeah, anyway. Um, no, I'm, no. Uh, I'm, I'm the true El Toro Blanco, not Rouge. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but no, that, you know, Laredo kid, again, awesome, you know, jumping cutter to Omega, uh, to Omega, I should Omega. say, but, uh, but uh, when he delivered that Death Valley driver to uh, to Laredo Kid on that apron, good spots there. Uh, you know, just it, it was a good match. Like like you mentioned, that Spanish fly after Kid catches uh, Omega on that top rope, um, and then Omega just barely gets that leg on the rope. Really good uh, psychology there. So yeah, I mean this this was a fine damn good match. Omega having a, a good run since winning the AEW uh, championship there from Moxley just a few weeks back. So I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, and uh, a lot better than the main event. Let's just say, I'm just intrigued by this Mexican shield, man. You're right. They enamored the hell out of no me. More awesome, man. Uh, Jordan said, can't be calling people Omegas. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, uh, Poder Del Norte is awesome, dude. I love them. I want a and, best uh, of a compilation of that uh, faction right now. So you know so me in faction. Dinastia guy uh, who's in the match, he wasn't supposed to be in the match, and he was such an upgrade. LeBron James for three. He was he was such an upgrade over uh, ha- uh, La Hamburguesa or whoever the hell was supposed to be in that match. Like this was legit squash. Like this was like you said it was fun. I mean the the, the faces did their flippity flops and whatnot, but uh and then of course you got uh Mexican Antonio Honda in the mix there. But uh, this was really the, yeah, you're right. This was a damn good uh oh, fun was, match there. Match. It was a good open. I, I have no no problem saying that I would four stars on that match. It was so fun. Like, Quick, breezy, no you know, it was like a Dragon Gate match. Yeah, that's what you want your opener to be, is just a good, fun, get-in-and-get-out 10-minute sprint. Like, that was, it was tremendous. Uh, well, kudos This is like uh, Tommy End here in Mexico, getting Hurricane Ronald off the top rope. Is that Tommy <laughs> End? Is that where he went to, Alistair Black, Triple A? <laughs> he might have. Now, here's a question for you. Um, do you think Kenny Omega went into business for himself after the match when he started calling out El Vaquino? Or do you think Triple A told him to do that? <laughs> He's just like, I want Vaquino next. <laughs> um, I, I think it, if he went out for business, that's a great move for uh, El yeah, Vaquino. But, Vaquino uh, but... Dude, anybody, okay, like, this is a match, but I'll find it. And I think it's one that very well should be on our match of the year list, but I didn't bring it up. And I didn't, I didn't talk too much about it just for the sake of because nobody's going to watch it. And I, I may be the only one that votes that has watched it. But there's a Black Taurus El Vaquino match in the beginning of the year that was just utterly incredible. Okay. Very nice. <laughs> like, Very nice. I, like, just incredible. Uh, it's part oh, of the reason why they were, like, two of my centerpieces when me and Kyle were going to do Apex. Oh, so I was like, okay. I need Black Taurus right, and yeah. I need El Vaquino on this. But... Main event, hair versus hair. I went four and a quarter. I, sh- I think I actually should go higher. Really? I think I'm, I'm going to change it to four and a half. I'm, yeah, I'm going to change it. I'm, 
I'm changing. I'm going four and a half. Uh, Pagano uh, defeats Chessman uh, with an air raid crash off of the side of the mm-hmm. stage into the back of a flatbed. This match, they, I mean, they're doing suicide dives through a stack of chairs and missing each other, driving their skulls into the ground. There was a spot where Chessman uh, was up top with Piano, and Piano was supposed to do like a Spanish fly or something, and he started slipping. So yep, he just, just grabbed totally, him and yeah. they both go through it. It was just like, screw it, we're going. Yeah, on uh, top of bound of barbed wire and, and everything. It was totally something out of a, a double or nothing event there. But, uh, you know, at that side of the stage, like you said, but I I don't know. I, I It's hard to go from an athlete, uh, wrestling standpoint, you know, that athleticism to this type of match where it seemed like with the main event stipulation, like three other matches on this card had that. All hardcore, we're going to murder these people. You know, kind of like we had the first match. It was, you know, weapons galore. And, you know, this dude just goes, you know, there's the revival truck, by the way, or, or FTR's truck that everyone's going to say, where's that been? You know, in AEW, it was it was in Mexico. It got there, and it had two big dudes uh, murdering each other. Who did I say? It was uh, NWO Wolfpack Sting Danzig, the dude in the red and the, the black. He looks oh, like Glenn Danzig. <laughs> like, if you legit became a wrestler, oh, no, no. you know, like... Oh, I mean, uh, was it my cup of tea, per se? I mean, it, it was crazy to see Hugo get murdered and, and, and malice <laughs> across his head. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I prefer the Laredo Kid and, and, and Omega, as I well as that open art. Just watch. When Chessman just grabs the... Grabs the uh... Uh, grabs the, the the guitar and instead of hitting Payano, just smashes it over Hugo Savinovich, who blades and he blades so poorly he blades a second time, mm-hmm. and then he just sits to looking at the camera going ah ah, like, he's just screaming. <laughs> it was so funny and so ridiculous that it was it worked for me because here's this announcer bleeding just screaming ah ah, like I loved it. I thought it was tremendous. The reason why I'm so high on this match and why I'm such a fan is I was talking to somebody about it and I was like, dude, this is really good, man. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't think it was as good as the Dr. Wagner Blue Demon from last year, but this is really good nonetheless. Um, you know, am I wrong? Am I too low? Like, what's, why should I be higher on it? And their reasoning is what changed me was they mm-hmm. said, look, 2020 has been the year of just random plunder matches because nobody has shit to do. So, yep, you're right. But this plunder match felt like everything they did made sense. Like, they yeah. were really trying to... It was a culmination. Yeah, this is hair versus hair. I'm going to... And, and when they just fell through that table because he was slipping and pulled them with him, this was two guys that legitimately went out there and were trying to kill each other to win this match. And I looked at it in a different limelight than I did with everything else. And I went, you know what? Mm-hmm. This was, this felt, and I, I, this is going to sound weird because I don't mean it the same, but this felt the same way it did when I watched uh, 2018 in, in March or June or whatever, Masashi Takeda and, and uh, Asami yeah. Kadaka. Now, mind you, that was my number three match of the year, five stars, best death match I've ever seen in my life. 
but it was a death match where everything made sense. This was a street fight where everything made sense and there was repercussions for everything they did. And that's why I liked it so much. I mean, I, I suppose with, you know, lack of knowledge of the feud, you know, of course, with me, the story is everything. It's a big chunk, almost yeah. is more important than what happens inside the ring. So, with, you know, having that huge chunk, you know, of course, hair versus hair, you know, there's a significant history and bad blood there. But, you know, kind of rewatching it, you know, kind of restarting it here in the middle, hearing that. And, and yeah, they are wrestling. It's not just, hey, I'm going to throw you through a ladder mm-hmm. or into a ladder, through a table, through a truck, what have you. I'm going to I'm not going to have a Mexican Darby Allen smash the windshield <laughs> out of something in the background or have a seven year old announcer blade himself twice but yeah i I can feel the emotion of that this was i want to kind of here i would do whatever i have to win and it's more than hair versus hair i think that's just you know an added stipulation it's just you know let's just add a little bit more and plus you have a mortal Kombat character on the outside which is also pretty cool (laughs) you know whereas when i'm watching roman reigns and kevin owens it's just Reigns putting Owens through like seven tables just to do it. It's like, like I you know what's going to happen. Where in this exactly. match, you have no idea what's going to happen. And that's, you know, going back to Doof, he goes, look, man, if I didn't know that there was no physical way Kevin Owens was going to win, that would have been one of my favorite matches of the entire year. Mm-hmm. But the problem was you knew who was going to win, so it was just people hitting themselves with shit for no reason. Payano and Chessman was two men trying to it, it felt after analyzing it that way and rethinking about it that way yeah. and, and doing this because like you know I went through, I went back through it again because I was like I, I need to give it another another play it, oh, it, right. it did feel in a way like Wagner and, and blue and blue demon where they're you know they're coming they're on elevated scaffolds to, to, to oppose and they start fighting each other and the pose down for the match last year. You know, and they did that fake cinder block that almost killed him when he had <laughs> Dr. Wagner. Like, it just, that's what this ended up feeling like. And I, I had a different appreciation going over it the second time. I mean, that's a, a fresh perspective that, that kind of aligns everything. And, and you're right. this It's pretty damn cool. Yeah. You know, if you think of it as these guys literally are trying to, I want to embarrass you and shave your head. You know, and that they just, they're just... It's a fight. It's not guys doing crazy spot. They're not. They're not taking ten minutes to set all this stuff up for this crazy spot. It's. I put up a table. I'm going to put you on the top rope, and I'm going to try to suplex you on the floor through it. <laughs> like I'm going to try to just kill you. It's what it was. Like <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to give you an air raid crash into the back of a fucking pickup truck. <laughs> you know, and and the referee doesn't even count the three the three calls. He just yeah. seems that Chessman's unable to continue and stop the match, which was even cooler. Oh, Jesus. As he's he misses like, the senton and crashes against the tiniest ladder of all ladders. <laughs> when Chessman does that suicide dive through all those stacked chairs, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like he doesn't even care. Like they're trying, they were hurting themselves trying to maim the other person. And that's what I liked about it. It was, there was, angle behind it and rewatching it that way I went okay this was better than I thought sweet you sold me two stars <laughs> let's go <laughs> triple, uh, triple mania was and, and somebody else said this too which I agree with triple mania was the perfect show right now and in in everything that's going on in wrestling 
watching Triple Mania was just a nice breath of fresh air of something different, and that's what I really liked about it. I so I have what was the, on my the ballot, difference? I have a, I have I have I mean, nineteen shows on my or because I forgot to add it. So I have twenty shows for my show of the year that I just have listed. Obviously, good they're not all going to get. Well, I mean, can't wait to break that down. Yeah, we're definitely going to break that down. But like, every one of these shows is like okay. Before we go over this last the the last show for tonight. So do we do night one, night twos like as separate, or do we combine? Okay. Okay. To make it clear, no, that that helps me out. So, without breaking it into an actual top ten or top five. Tell me if I'm completely off the ball at any of these shows. So when we really look at 2020, I have one, I have eight, eight through 20. Yeah, shows eight through 20 are all from September on because of how good the end oh, of the year was. Oh, yeah. Like quarter four was one of the best courses of wrestling I've, I've seen in ages because of how great that so much stuff was. So I have Wrestle Kingdom night one and two. Correct, yes. Any argument with either of those? Not at all. Not at all. Oh, my God. AEW Revolution. Oh, I thoroughly enjoyed that show. I marked out on that show quite a bit. Yes. Uh, New Beginning in Osaka. Oh. uh, With uh, that. I made a timeline with Moxley and and, and Minoru. Kenta Naito. Kenta Naito. I I did enjoy, again, kind of knowing the outcome there, but... uh, what else was on that show? I'm trying to, to get my, my notes um, here, sir. I, I can definitely pull it up. Give me one second here. I will I will get it out here. New beginning. Let's go. Um, I need to go under uh, alphabetical. All right. Um, new Japan, new beginning in Osaka, 2 um, We had Manabu Nakanishi, Hiroyoshi Tenzan, Satoshi Kojima, Yuji Nagata against Taguchi, Honma, Makame, and Hanare. Two and a quarter. Rapungi 3K against Kanemaru and Desperado went three and a half. Uh, Jay White Sonata went three and a half. Mm-hmm. We had Okada and Osprey against Saber and Taichi. Oh, okay. they had Hiromu uh, and Ryu Lee, which I went four and three quarters on. Uh, Moxley Suzuki, which I went the full five. Naito Kenta, which I went four and a quarter. Um, and then it had Finn Juice and the Golden Aces against Owens, Yujiro, and the G.O.D. Yeah, I mean, that's, wow, G.O.D. even wrestled back then, huh? That seems weird. Um, When your final three is four and three quarters, four and a quarter and five, I mean, that's a pretty damn good stretch. Yeah, I mean, and you're not going to have a one star or two star or two and, you know, anything under three, I would suppose, Mm -hmm. on that card. So, yeah, Um, that's fair to say, fair to say. uh, This, now, uh, actually, wow, two, four, I only had six shows pre-pandemic, wow. Uh, Stardom ninth anniversary from January nineteenth, which I guess that that I guess could be a little biased just because I'm watching Stardom. Mm-hmm. Correct. Well, no, a lot of love uh, for Stardom this year for for their matches. Yeah, they're they're going to be in the direction of where that company's going for sure. Top top three company of the year for me. It's between them, Dragon Gate, Noah right now. Um, then I had DDT Judgment 2020 from March twentieth. That had the Masato Tanaka Kanosuke Takashita. It had Chris Brooks, Daisuke Sasaki on it. It had the Eruption winning the six-man titles from Endo, T-Hawk, and Shimatani. 
Uh, it had Yuki Ueno, Hanashima, and Marafuji, and Suki Ino, uh, Royce Chambers, and Akito. Uh, Shinyeoki, Mao, Mike Bailey, and Makoto Oishi gets Mad Polly, El Lindemann, Soma Takao, and Shima. Nice. Uh, um, it had uh, Kazusada Higuchi did two matches as he squashed somebody in the opener. So I really like that show. Um, then we get Pandemic, where everything comes in. I had Night 2 of Peter Pan. Okay, very nice. Um, I had Dangerous Gate. Obviously with, you know, Kai turning. Um, Big R getting jumped out. I, I thought Dangerous Gate was tremendous. Any of the DDT shows go on there? Like, you know, their weekly stuff. Can we count any yeah. of those by chance? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Okay. Um, I had Night 7 and Night 13 from the G1. Okay. Um, I had DDT Ultimate Party. Very nice. I had Data Destiny from Dragon Gate. Um, I had Full Gear. Which was a fantastic had, show from top to bottom. Minus, I had that thing, uh, one or two. <laughs> I had the, uh, was that the mimosa shit? Or was that that and uh, I think that was double or nothing. No, was that full gear? Good God, my, my timeline. Well, we'll talk when, when we talk shows. But yeah. um, I had the Big Japan 25th anniversary show, the all best main event that had ah. Sakamoto Okabayashi. It had that scaffold death match with Kadaka K- uh, K- uh, and Takeda in it, and Drew Parker. Um, obviously, Noah the Chronicle Volume 4, which had uh, Nakajima and Shiozaki. Um, I had the the Yokohama and Sendai Cinderella Stardom shows. Ooh. I had tri- I had Triple Mania. I, and then obviously I had Kobe World. Oh, of course. And, and final lastly, gate. number twenty, final gate. I mean, I that's mean, like, that's a perfect segue. Yes, there's twenty shows shows on there that will get dwindled, but like if you look at all of those, like fourteen of those shows came like pre or came like pandemic. Like when these companies figured it out, and the company we're gonna we're gonna kind of close on here, Dragon Gate. If you look at when when fans started being able to come back to shows, I don't think anybody ran a better product with fans. Like DDT and All Japan were kind of taking the running with it really hard with the no fans. They got it. Mm-hmm. And Dragon Gate Noah was kind of eh, without fans. Like Rainbow Gate was kind of weak. The King of Gate was kind of weak. I was about to say, was King of Gate the last one to have no fans? Mm-hmm. You know, Bells and Ben K was all fat and shit. <laughs> um, but I tell you what, man, ever since fans have come back, mm-hmm. Dragon Gate has just been just incredible like feeding I, off I, that energy in in front of a clap crowd i the biggest pop you heard was shin skywalker's return like people did not care that they were not allowed no. to share they were like oh like, shin skywalker that's crazy how you go from that emotional reaction of that show to what we didn't hear, which was more deafening, I think, than Shun, Shun Skywalker's uh, co- uh, comeback uh, was, you know, kind of during the, the co-main event of, of Final Gate. I thought that spoke more, way more louder than any noise or words uh, could happen. 
Yeah, it, it was good, man. Dude, company. Like, so I know you wanted to talk the Tokyo Sports Award. And people were really, really bothered that they did not do Rookie of the Year this year. Tokyo Sports did not have a Rookie of the Year. Okay. And a lot of people said it's because they didn't want to give it to Dragon Gate again. Because because <laughs> Dragon Gate always seems to win. I, cause, so I found out that those Tokyo Sports Awards are kind of like the PWI. They're kind of like a promotional-based kayfabe award. Like, oh. that's why Naito won it. Because you're not yeah. gonna you're not gonna put out a magazine with with Go Shiyazaki on the cover over Naito. You're selling mags. You're putting Naito on the cover. But isn't that how you get exposure for one Go Shiyazaki? Again, you do. But it, but would the, would the, would the PWI ever put Go Shiyazaki on the like they had Kento Miyahara like 19th that year? We had him number one. Yeah. Yeah. Or number two in your case, and I think you had Will. Little one or shingle one, but regardless, they had him like 19. Because they had Steph Rollins burn it down on the cut, you know what I mean? So, like, that's I guess why Naito won, and that's why they gave most of but Romo Takahashi in ring and out, even doing specials on New Japan World, was a far superior. Most valuable player than Tetsuya Naito. Yep. Dude loses the titles to Evil. No, don't care. He doesn't care. And then he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna fight in the baseball field because you know TNA did that." The other thing is they're like, "Well, if you really look at it, like if somebody made the argument, like, and as shitty as it is to say, you know, they crown the the double title. This is the first year of the double title, and he's a two time double title champion." Yeah, what's worse of uh, for twenty twenty, uh, COVID nineteen or the double titles in almost every promotion, indie or not? Oh. Yeah, or evil winning. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that I'm still fine with, but you know. Mm-hmm. Um, in, I don't, and who do you ca- think is, is Chiazaki's the clear pick, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, and that's where if you look, if you like, if you really break it down, um. But that's why uh, they gave him an award, you know, yeah, down the line. Won, he won outstanding performer, which is pretty yeah. much like the the real winner or the runner up. And that's why um the technique He's like award the AFC like offensive player of the year instead of yeah, MVP. Like, yeah, like Tetsuya Endo. They're never gonna give it to a DDT guy, so they gave him technique award winner because Endo mm-hmm. had such a great year. Um Hiroma won fighting spirit. Make, makes sense, excuse me. Um Okada Naito. One match of the year, which up until November was my match of the year. Um, mm-hmm. It's also the eighth time Okada has won that award. Now he's now tied wow. to the most matches of the year next to Kenta Kobashi. Wow. Um, Julia won the Women's Wrestler of the Year. Um, and Sugara and Sakuraba won tag team of the yeah. year. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that over one dangerous techers, uh, as well as most improved Taichi uh, should disagree with? What are, what are your thoughts? I can't say that the dangerous techers have had a match as good as what Sugera and Sakuraba had at that final Chronicle. True, uh, true. November yes. show when I was, I was four and three quarters on that. Yeah. And that was against an old team. I think it was Marafuji Mochizuki. And if people are trying to give well, we've seen Mochizuki kick a lot of ass this year. Oh, yeah, I mean, we've had that guy 
had amazing performances in various companies this year. So but, but I, now I agree. With, I mean, mm-hmm. from two days ago, that that was that you know Sugara Shiozaki might have to take a back seat to the to the tag match with Kiyomiya and uh, yeah. Yoshiki Inamura. Now I, I have to watch it first, but I'm not gonna. Anytime somebody well, what about the match of the year as well. What do you think about this? See, I don't think that would have been a bad move because they were champs for the whole year. But they really didn't do anything to, like, knock my socks off. I'm more biased because I really like them, I think. Like, I just, I really like the Violent Giants. We're, we're going into OT, guys. You have to listen to it on the podcast if you sign off. Deuces. Um, obviously, as a Violent Giants fan, I'm just going to biasly like them. But they don't, I don't think they had any matches that touched that last Sakuraba match with uh, him and him and Sugara had like a month ago. Uh oh, did I lose you? We lost Alex before final gate. No Moss. He's not gonna be able to come back too. Guys, I don't want to cover final gate without Alex. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, we may have to just save Final Gate for the next show because he's he, he's got to talk about it with me because it was just so incredible. Like it, it, this 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 Red versus Torban Generation match was one of the best matches I had I have seen all year, and I continuously have a climb into my match of the year list over and over. He said his computer restarted. No. Um, all good. We will save Final Gate then. So we're going to save Final Gate, guys. We'll come back. We're going to come back later this week. We're going to try to do a show Christmas Eve or Christmas Day here since we're both going to be off at, at night and during the day and have some time. So um hope everybody enjoys their holidays. Uh, come catch us later this week. Also, Friday night, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Twitch.tv forward slash WrestleCast Radio. Catch Winter Games. It is the final show of 2020 for the Summit. Shatero Ashino versus Walter for the title. It's going to be tremendous. we got a lot of good stuff coming for you. It's our, it's our second biggest show of the year. Hope everybody can come in. What if I call it and we do speaker? What the hell? Um... Uh, yeah, no, we're not going to waste our time with that. So we'll be back. We're going to get Final Gate because it, it it deserves billing. We should have talked about it to open the show. I'm not going to lie, but I got I got juked when I when it was by myself. So that's why I just went to All Japan. But we're going to give you Final Gate. You guys have until the 27th to watch it on the Dragon Gate website. But that's what we're going to do. It'll be it, it's what we're going to lead off with. We we did not mean to miss Dragon Gate. Uh, so come check us out next time. We'll see y'all. Peace.